You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. One of the things I know a lot of musicians struggle with is kind of feeling guilty for that self-promotion. They constantly feel like maybe they're being annoying or spammy because they're just constantly talking about the band, especially if they're mainly using social media for their music. Um, Do you have any sort of thoughts on how to get over that kind of thought process that you're being annoying or spammy when you're sharing stuff about your band? It really is tough because I know that some personalities, they just, um, they're just so well adjusted for it and other personalities really are not. Mm -hmm. And then there are some personalities that, you know, they, they utter, uh, so you coming and thousand people show up, you know, and there's other people who will beg and beg and beg and nobody shows up. It just, it changes by individual by individual. It's my least favorite answer to every single question that's ever been asked. Um, but like, I think if you sort of recognize in yourself, uh, you know, that what they call that, um, uh, you know, ENTJ and IN, uh, I don't remember all the letters, but like the, the, I forget what they call that. Oh, where the you're, 16 personality test. Exactly. Yeah. So like if you have some sort of self-awareness of how comfortable you're going to be and how you're not, and then work within what you know you're capable of doing. And this can be tough because I think that if you're, if you're somebody who obviously people who are naturally able to promote themselves and do so comfortably, you don't need any help. Just keep it going. Right. But those who are uncomfortable with it, but uh, need to be, I, you know, there have, you have to come up with some hacks. Either you are, you put yourself on a routine where you just, it, you, there's a calendar and you know, every morning at, uh, at nine 30, you are posting about your band. You can do anything else the rest of the day, preferably not something that upsets a lot of people, which is a whole nother can of worms about social media. But, you know, like, you know, you, you set yourself on a schedule and you commit yourself to it and then you just follow it, which is so much easier than actually doing it, if that makes sense. Because when you're writing that schedule out, it's so much easier to just sort of imagine you're going to do it. And then when it comes to doing it, you just do it. You set your alarms and and you make it happen. Um, you know, you, you, you there's always that 
friend or that that uh, fan that you can go to and say, hey, will you do this? Will you help out? It's always good to have an advocate. I mean, at, 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 at you know, sort of the starting out level, when somebody becomes a quote unquote manager for the band, usually that's the role that they're really playing. They're being an advocate for the band and trying to help generate and build an audience uh, within and with and outside of the industry, a, a sort of a, a, a uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, having a um, uh, an amateur publicist is never a bad idea. Uh, and you know, the worst thing that I've ever done as a as a recovering musician myself was coming up with another identity and sending out letters and and uh, uh, emails pretending I was somebody I was not. And it was sort of like um, you know going to a to a costume party and all of a sudden it's really easy to talk to people because you know that uh, they don't recognize you. And I wouldn't recommend it necessarily uh, for a lot of people because when you get caught, it's not good uh, uh, and it, it takes a lot of explaining to do. But if you are like for myself, I'm incredibly, incredibly shy. So, and I was aware of that. So it, it felt like, well, you know, look, uh, uh, I have to do something that works, but I have to do it within what I know about myself. And this isn't necessarily uh, healthy <laughs> as a way to do it, but it was effective. And so, um, yeah. And the tough part now is that, you know, uh, you know, that was a, a number of years ago. It's a lot easier to get caught out nowadays than it was back then. But you know, it, it can be effective if you are really diligent about it if you really, really need to. Yeah, it's so um, it's so interesting that you brought that up because just last night I saw a meme uh, with Ice-T. Uh, no, not Ice-T, sorry, Mr. T. <laughs> um, and he was explaining how he came up with a stage name and it got me thinking about the concept of stage names and I have a stage name uh, which I've had you know pretty much since I started being a musician back in the MySpace days and it, it's it's stuck and it kind of um, I guess it kind of gave me this not alternative identity because it's absolutely 100% me but it was almost like I could create a caricature of myself um, and think, okay, this, what would she do? What would this more braver, um, cooler, like version of me do and kind of look to that. And that's a, a little bit what, um, Mr. T was saying. He said that, um, you know, his, his uncle and, and his dad and stuff were, um, you know, called boy a lot, um, obviously, um, that, that's like, you know, in the slave <laughs> eras and whatnot, they were, yeah, kind of called boy, which was like a derogatory term. And then that's why he was, he, he called himself Mr. T because he wanted the word Mr. to be the first thing out of people's mouths when he was addressed later on in life. <laughs> and that's yeah, I was like, wow, that is so powerful. Um, but yeah, sometimes having that stage name allows you that freedom to, to create that kind of aspiring version of yourself. Yeah. And I, I feel, you know, very, you know, again, using the word conflicted, uh, limited vocabulary over here, conflicted about bringing up that concept because I did bring that up once at a, a panel at South by Southwest a number of years ago. And one of the other people on the panel, you know, just kind of like looked at me and was like, that's like the worst thing you could do. That's so bad. You shouldn't have done that. That's, 
what's wrong with you? And it wasn't those words, but that was sort of the implication. And I agreed with her on a certain point, but I think that a lot of people who uh, find self-promotion and being extroverted, uh, uh, they find it really easy. I think it's tough for them to relate to people who find it challenging. And when you find it challenging, it should not be something that stops you from succeeding. And you have to find a way to make it work for you. And and, and by any means necessary, I, I guess I, 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 you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the la if I'm working with an artist, the last thing I want to hear from them is an excuse. And being shy is an excuse. There are hacks, there are ways to get over your shyness. And whether it is taking on a, a, a pseudonym or uh, creating a whole new identity, whatever it is that you need to do, uh, uh, that you just got to do it. Yeah, I find most musicians are shy. I'm absolutely shy in like social situations. Like I'm, I'm confident, but um, I'm definitely not like this extroverted kind of life of the party. Well, definitely not before a couple of drinks anyway. But um, yeah, I do find a lot of musicians are introverted and it's kind of like this strange paradox. And, you know, we feel kind of more like ourselves on stage than, you know, just in a normal social setting. So it, it's so weird. And I know a lot of people struggle going live as well on social media, which, you know, live video is so powerful because there's absolutely no way to hide. And I used to be so afraid of going live. And then I realized I actually play live. Like I'm a musician who performs live all the time. So what would be the difference between, playing live on stage and going live on Facebook, it's effectively the same thing. It's kind of like a performance, but you're just delivering different content, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know, that sort of brings up a great point too, that, you know, the mo modern social media offers so many different ways for you to promote what you're doing. If you're not comfortable typing out a come to my gig, then just pull out your phone and record a video and upload that. And if that's not comfortable to you, then find another way to do it. You know, uh, you know create your own podcast and, <laughs> and make it just talking about the gigs that you just had and the gigs that you're going to have and how great they were. You know, that's another way to do it. And that way it becomes a routine, whatever it is that you need to do. Uh, to uh, uh, make it so that you don't hesitate. You just don't hesitate when you want people to hear what you do. And that, that's the thing. If you find yourself hesitating, then you got to find a new way to do it. Yeah. And I read on, um, on one of the blog posts on the Outer Loop website that you're an advocate, which is something that I'm also an advocate for, for just picking three social media platforms and mm. just doing those really well, as opposed to, oh shit, now I have to be on TikTok and now I have to be on YouTube and trying to cover too many bases and spread yourself too thin. And I think that that's one of the reasons why social media becomes this big, overwhelming thing for musicians and they're kind of thinking, well, this is going to take up more time than actually creating the music and, and doing, you know, what I need to do as a musician. So uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. And, and actually one of the things that I've been uh, thinking a lot about, and I want to sort of uh, write up as an addendum to that is it's not just about, I think, 
being on these three social media platforms it is building a community on at least one of them building a, a place and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know having a positive place for your audience but on one of those social media platforms you got to find a way to make it a place that your fans come to regularly not only to check out what you're doing maybe interact with you and the other band members but interact with other fans mm, yeah so that way it's not just about uh you know standing on a corner with a bullhorn it's about standing in a park in a circle yeah do you know who i think does that really well um young blood he's like on instagram stories all the time and he's talking about things which at first glance you're like oh man that's so cliche that's a taylor's oldest time about disenchanted youth and feeling like no one understands you but it's such a true message and he kind of sticks to that and he's constantly talking about that, especially on his Instagram. And I just thought, wow, that is such a good example of a place that people can go and kind of feel understood. And that's like his shtick. Um, but yeah, I just, that's what that reminded me of. It's really cool the way he does that. Well, that's awesome. And I think that that sort of, you know, if sort of brings us right back to the beginning of the, the idea of like social media does not need to be a negative place. It, if you're putting yourself out into, as a consumer, it doesn't need to be a negative place. If you're going out into places that with other negative people and uh, negative debate and, you know, I, I'm personally, am a fan of debating, um, but there are limits to it. And uh, oftentimes it turns uh, from debate into something negative. And, and instead trying to find those places and build those places online where people are going to be positive. And you cannot like expect that to be 100% of the time, even if you are, I would imagine with like your friend, uh, I'm sorry, with Youngblood's uh, 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 Instagram, I would imagine going there, there's still going to be negative people. And the larger and bigger that that audience grows, the more of those negative people are going to come in and pollute what's going on there. But as long as that original content is as positive as possible and inspires as much positivity as possible, you're going to help turn social media into a place that people really really want to be yeah and that kind of just mirrors music a lot as well because even oh, if you're perfect. you know singing about a difficult experience the fact that you're sharing that that you know experience that someone can relate to breeds positivity because it makes people feel less alone and I think that if we can stop thinking about social media as something outside the music and start thinking about it as something that complements the music um, and sort of runs alongside it and enables you to get on that deeper level with your fans then um, it'll just make it a whole lot easier instead of trying to play to all these rules of the algorithms and whatnot um, yeah, just explore how it can run alongside what your mission already is with your music. Very cool. So create your content before you consume it or create two, two minutes of content for every one minute that you consume, turn off your alerts, uh, turn it into a positive community, focus your efforts. And uh, uh, yeah, anything else that you can think of that we've talked about to kind of sum it all up? Yeah, uh, just try what works for you. Just because you see someone going live all the time or, you know, someone being on TikTok, it doesn't matter. 
Um, if you don't particularly resonate with that, as long as you find what works for you, you'll be more likely to stick to it. Monica, it's been an awesome discussion. Thank you very much. And thanks for being part of the Daily Music Business Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!